looking for love in new york city and i'm the unholy combination of a rat and a cockroach i can't fly (laughs) just in case you were wondering and we're talking about how i met your mother (laughs) (laughs) um so this is definitely and i like i say this like it's surprising i don't think we've established this because we have rarely talked of sitcom on the podcast but yeah. I was <laughs> never really like a sitcom watcher. Yeah, um, that's not <laughs> No. <laughs> like I don't think it's a surprising fact to learn, but I don't think I've like outright stated it prior. No, <laughs> probably not. And um, I live and breathe sitcom. <laughs> so like I knew of this in the cultural zeitgeist. Um I just had no desire to watch it and um, I mean, like, it's it's not inoffensive because this was <laughs> made in 2005. Um, so it is offensive in some regards, just not as, like, unwatchable <laughs> kind of. Um, it, it was interesting, like. No, and I will say the Barney of it all, not nearly as bad as I thought it no. was going to be looking back. Um, it's mostly, I... like, embarrassing. <laughs> That's, the that's kind of what I was going to get into, and we'll we'll get back into that in a minute. But like, mm-hmm. I yeah, I I watched a lot of sitcom, and this is one one of the first ones I ever watched, like all the way through. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I will say, I think it overall holds up pretty well. Oh yeah, there's definitely some stuff that is. It's like even the even the Barney stuff is not even like horrible by today's standards no like i expected it to be so much worse um there's obviously some outdated references and stuff but like gen- mm-hmm. generally i feel like this held up pretty well i still had a lot of fun with it yeah i i didn't mind this um i was i think s- it really helps too that like I think I can relate to this more than when I was first watching it, obviously, because it's mm-hmm. 18 years old and we're like the age of these characters now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just and about. That, that really goes a long way towards humanizing them. Literally, if I was um, a, like a big time architect in New York City, just fully single and have been for quite a while, I would also be uh, insufferable. And Ted's not even that bad. I mean, when he no, gets I, in a relationship, there's, I, there's, it pisses me off. We'll kind of get into it as we go. <laughs> we there will, are a yes. few times where Ted really bugs me, but generally speaking, I find Ted very endearing. Mm-hmm. I I really like Robin. Um, I love Robin. Robin is easily the best. Marshall and Lily are such a high point of the show for me. Um they're insane. I, I love their whole shtick. Yeah, I think I think Marshall and Lily kind of fall in the middle for me just because some of the Marshall and Lily episodes get a little like yeah, too insane. 
yeah they're a little cartoony. like it's like it's in a different show all of a sudden yeah <laughs> i don't fully mind that and i like that the show this is a very self-aware sitcom it very much mm-hmm. knows that it's a sitcom which i i always enjoy but but yeah there are definitely some uh episodes such as the rat roach mm-hmm. where it's like this is not real no. <laughs> like why why did why did we settle on this for the b plot what was the what was the pitch meeting like they're like what is what's marshall gonna be dealing with but i think it helps a lot it, like goes a long way towards helping them not be too ridiculous that they are pretty much consistently the b plot oh absolutely and i do like that the characters who are in the a plot with ted get changed out very regularly yeah so that we do get time with all the side characters and i will say let's just probably just talk about the characters yeah probably the easiest way to start so our main character our narrator is ted the conceit of this show is, um, and I'm almost positive, even if you've never seen the show, because I know that's possible because I'm living proof, <laughs> um, but you you know the conceit of the show, if not just based on the title alone. Um, he is, it's set up, he is telling his uh, two children, a son and a daughter, how he met their mother. Um, so that's the loose conceit of the whole thing is it's a long winded a very long journey to get there (laughs) um and at many points (laughs) just sidebar at many points it's like i cannot see i cannot imagine a path that this could take where it feels necessary for you to have started at this point well and i'm also i'm just going to briefly touch on the ending of it all right now because it is like the the ending of the show show real quick because i don't know necessarily how far we're gonna get with the show or anything and Mm. it's also just like like most infamous sitcom ending of all time i know i'm so excited to see where that goes um well it's do you know do you know what happens already at the end no i don't do you care if i spoil it um i generally know (laughs) Okay, because it's, it's really dependent on whether or not we continue on with how I met your mother. Well, because it all leads up to actually meeting the mother, and then she's like there and present and interacting with the group for the whole final season. Mm-hmm. And she's really great, and they great dynamics and everything. And then they kill her off, and then he goes back to Robin in the last episode what the fuck and it pisses me off so much because even going back because they had said when people got rightfully really pissed about all that they had said they always intended for him to be with robin but it's like i don't believe that because even in season one we learned time and time again that he and robin just are not right for each other no and if you intended end up with robin the fact that the voiceover where he is directly calling her aunt robin children he's referring to her as aunt robin (laughs) and then it also just does they start laying the minimal groundwork for it here but there's a ton of character development with barney and robin for them to end up together and then they and then they also get divorced in the last episode so that she can get back with ted and it just it pisses me they like threw everything out in the last two episodes and it's that's insane crash course in how to like ruin the legacy of what would 
otherwise probably be considered one of the best sitcoms. It's actually insane. That's an insane way the to behave. Damage they did to their show's legacy and all of their characters' growth in two episodes. So that's kind just, of impressive. It it's kind of impressive, but it's mostly just fucked up and evil. <laughs> Because again, even looking back here, it's like, I don't believe you that that was always the intention because every time Ted and Robin do end up together throughout this season, you just see that they just are not compatible. Yeah, like it immediately doesn't work. Like they, but anyway, so Ted is our main character. He is also narrating, telling his kids how he met their mother. Um, then we have his best friends from college. Marshall and Lily kind of introducing them as a unit because that's how we will largely see them for mm. a while. Um, they're just so fun. I, d- I don't even know what else to say. I like them no, a lot. Mar- yeah. Marshall is a is in law school and Lily is a kindergarten teacher. And they're and insane. They're insane. And they're so good together. Oh, yeah, they work so well. It's also just like, I said it when we talked about the Muppets movies. I'll say it again. I just like Jason Siegel. Yeah, genuinely. It's very likable. And this is, I'd say, overall a fairly likable cast. Oh, yeah. Like. Uh, then we have kind of Ted's adult world best friend, Barney. I'm still genuinely... I watched the full season. <laughs> I don't know. That's shocking. Um, I don't know how they all know Barney. I, I assume they just met him at this bar or something. Like, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Like... I don't know. I, it doesn't really matter. Because, like, half the time... Same with Robin. I don't really know how they know Robin. Like, Well, because te- he straight up... He met her at the bar. Well, that's true. But it's... Yeah. And then Ted fucked up that date so catastrophically and that they Barney, all started hanging out with her. Barney's kind of whole character is that he's a womanizer and rich. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I like I said before, it's it's not as bad. It's as it really could be. not as bad as it could be. He he says some things that he probably shouldn't say, but I don't think he really says or does anything outright like bad yeah like nothing too horrible and like also the show and this is something that i don't see a lot like a lot of the sitcoms that i watched um prior to this like really do where they they show that like no one's responding positively to this (laughs) well and the other thing that i really appreciate that shouldn't be a lot to ask but kind Mm -hmm. of is from tv and especially sitcom is that it's like all the women that he does like score, it's like completely consensual. Oh yeah, stuff, which is like again should not be a big ask, but it is, especially for the two thousand five of it all. Yeah, like he is like a womanizer, and like he's kind of skeevy. Every but that's si- the extent of it, and it, yeah, and like- it like, and it helps a lot that his friends are like, okay, freak. Yeah, <laughs> and like. He'll, Except he'll for when he does out... pull off something extremely stupid, and then they're like, "Okay, that was funny," because he, it is. He strikes out, and if a girl's like, "No, I'm not gonna fuck you," he's like, "Okay, he's like, I'm okay, immediately on to the next leaving. one." Yeah, like he doesn't even—he's not even like, "All right, bitch." <laughs> no, he's not like 
pushy or anything, which I really he appreciate. like stamps his foot like a toddler and then pouts he's, off. Like he's annoying and kind of skeevy, but at the very least, if a girl rejects him, he's like, okay, on to the next one. Sometimes like, that whatever. next one is her friend who is sitting with her. Yeah, but sometimes that works for him. So who can blame him? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he casts a wide net. He gets I a lot of fish. Do you know? have to give the acting to Neil Patrick Harris, a gay man, it for was... portraying this so believably? <laughs> I that is so funny. I don't. I didn't buy it at all. He was he was so gay about it. No, it's he. It's literally, literally the reason he had to have a big coming out was because everybody thought that he was like Barney in real life. It might just be because I went You're in just, with the It's just because context. you know that he's gay. <laughs> But I seemed he seemed so gay with it. <laughs> I like, couldn't. I think that's why, like, the most endearing aspect of it was like, oh, this is just you know Neil Patrick Harris being a little gay with it. I think the times that he feels the most gay are the episodes where it is just him and Ted. Oh yeah, like Barney and Ted definitely fucked. That's mm -hmm. how. That's how they know Barney. No, yeah, Ted Barney had a bisexual face. And they fucked, and then Ted is trying to do what he, uh, he's like, we see him do with Robin, where he's like, okay, yeah, that happened, but we're, we can still be friends. Um, except Barney's <laughs> the one that's, like, still actively pining. <laughs> and that's fine. <laughs> and then we have Robin um, obsessed. She is a straight girl Boston news reporter from Canada. Um, I really like how early on how they're going so hard on her being like, "Yeah, I'm from Canada. Yeah, I love guns and freedom. It's, it's so fucking funny because it like it means nothing. It's a, it's like yeah, you're from Canada. <laughs> like <laughs> okay, like I I know it was a different time or whatever, but it's like Canada culturally is not a lot Dude, different no. from the U.S. Especially from New York City, which is 30 mm -hmm. minutes away. From, like, Toronto. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but Like, there is a bigger, like, cultural divide um, with Marshall and where he grew up than there is with Robin and Canada. <laughs> yeah, literally. The, <laughs> the episode where Lily and Marshall are back at... Yeah. <laughs> Parents. It's so funny. So funny. <laughs> but I don't know, like kind of a slow start because the first couple episodes are just Ted chasing after Robin, and then they're like, okay, this isn't gonna work because Ted is ready to get married today and Robin does not want anything that no. serious at all. Consistent issue they're gonna continue to have every time they try this. Yippee! <laughs> but um, we get our first break from that with the trip to Philadelphia <laughs> with Barney and Ted because they followed some girls onto a plane. That is genuinely one of my like favorite episodes, just because it's like <laughs> it's just a full like I don't know. Let's see where this goes. Yeah. And Marshall trying to go back and forth between <laughs> New York and Philadelphia by car yes. all night. <laughs> oh my god. There are so many moments 
where it's just like I'm getting so bogged down by the antics and then it's like and we cut to Marshall and I'm so rejuvenated immediately. <laughs> I I love specifically like the the Marshall of this episode a lot because he is like it, it's it's a little like tidbit of his relationship with Lily but the He's like, hey, I'm going to drive to Philadelphia to meet up with Ted and Barney, who just got on a plane and followed some girls to the city. Yeah. Um, and Lily's like, yeah, that's fine. I trust you. Um, and then and, Lily gets really mad that men are not hitting on her at the bar. And then Marshall's like, just take off your wedding ring and they'll hit on you. It's fucking have, insane dynamic. Good relationship. It's such a phenomenal thing relationship i love it the fact also that they're at that point and then we find out later that they have not pissed in front of each other dude so funny i love that episode (laughs) it's insane to me and it's it's mainly probably because like i piss in front of friends we've all we've all been to a bar and been shit-faced and had to deal with the the one stall restroom of of it all you just pile in there and wait your turn (laughs) Oh no, you I I'm with Lily and Marshall on this. You could not pay me to piss in front of somebody unless we were legally married. <laughs> I don't even like urinals in men's restrooms. I will go into a stall if there is another <laughs> person in there. <laughs> <laughs> one of us is like normal and one of us is wildly <laughs> fucked up and I don't want to know the answer to that. i'm afraid it's me no it's probably me probably (laughs) for the same reason as marshall grew up in a weird insane puritan midwest home i also grew up in weird insane puritan midwest no you grew up catholic catholic is not puritan (laughs) i don't feel like catholic would lead to the comfort of pissing in front of people though it does. <laughs> I, w- I would love to hear the reasoning on this one. Well, when you're Catholic, you can do Hail Marys and stuff and be forgiven for anything. If you're mm. a Protestant, you get your dick out in front of somebody, you're going to hell. Okay. Okay. I see immediately. <laughs> no, that makes a lot of sense. No hope for forgiveness. Yeah. Like you're, you're dead. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> and Marshall definitely grew up in that kind of house. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I I thought like, can we go like to the Marshall Lily of it all because their relationship hit so many like huge beats like so fast. Yeah, I was like that in like the amount of like, oh, this is it kind of relationships that Ted got into. I was like, this is season one. Yeah, and to be fair. We're obviously not supposed to buy it with Ted because he wouldn't be Mm -hmm. telling his kids this story if, like, we wouldn't be starting there because a sitcom is never intended to just be one season. So, like, we're not really supposed to buy it with any of Ted's girlfriends. Yeah. Ted is just like that. Um, And then Marshall and Lily is only, like... They're going to forestall it a little bit. 
mm-hmm. but it's not gonna like be oh i know like, like they're gonna like obviously they have to throw a little bit of a wrench into it but i don't think anyone is ever supposed to believe that marshall and lily aren't going to be married no i'm just like there's so much like they had like we start the show like episode one they get engaged totally fine that yeah. is an establishing kind of dynamic i'm not mad at that but then they immediately have like a pregnancy scare um the That's, yeah i forgot about that <laughs> yeah um the they have to move their wedding date they have to find like they're scrambling for like they try the... to move the wedding date up closer and then yeah. they yeah. Ha- run into how expensive wedding is and then they have the moving in together of it all and then there's also like trying to reinvent themselves as more adult the... now that they're like getting married Dude, I love that episode. That episode's fucking hilarious. So fucking funny. Um, (laughs) They bail on their own party because they're like, wait, we're 27. (laughs) Why the fuck are we having a wine tasting party? Why the fuck are you having a wine tasting party? 27, she should be in the club. (laughs) (laughs) Why are you having a wine tasting party with, like, your pregnant co-worker? Yeah, that's also the thing is, like, they could have had this more mature party with their normal group of friends and it Mm -hmm. probably would have been fun. Yeah. But but also to be fair, they would have, but none of their regular friends wanted to do that. No. <laughs> um <laughs> but and then like the whole um n- not to um sitcom shame, but the whole office thing where like the art fellowship. <laughs> yeah. But I believe this was pre that. Oh, most how I met your brother did it first. Oh, absolutely. But um, yes. But I've seen The Office all the way through before. I've seen season one of How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. Um. But which I I I actually, even though it is very sitcom beat, I really like the art fellowship and the way they handle oh, that. Yeah. Sort of putting their engagement on pause because of it is compelling i think i think it was done well like i don't have any complaints for how they handled any part of marshall no but but it's a lot there's a lot going on with them in 22 episodes (laughs) we are going through a lot um and i get like it's kind of resolved quicker because it's this is ted's show um they're not ted (laughs) but holy shit i like some of the marshall lily episodes like that i also really like the episodes that focus on barney and one of the girls mm-hmm. because it shows that if he's friends with the girl he is normal to her yeah um again they start establishing it early on but i i really like barney and robin they have I, such good chemistry genuinely i think they worked really well <laughs> yeah they like i again like i am I don't think anybody liked the finale to the show, but I was a hardcore Barney Robin supporter by the end of it, so I was especially pissed off. But but it's not hard to be, because they do just genuinely have better chemistry than Ted and Robin. Oh, yeah. It's because Ted is such a <laughs> pathetic sap, and not in the way that Barney is, where he's, like, pretending he's not. <laughs> no, Ted is just full-blown pathetic little meow meow (laughs) yeah he's the huge sad eyes emoji (laughs) 
<laughs> Which is fine. I again, sometimes it gets really annoying, but most of the time I like Ted a lot. Mm. And I can definitely relate to Ted. But... I think the only time I was really genuinely like annoyed with Ted um was the <laughs> oh god what's her name um the girl that he like dated really long term and then broke up with her on her birthday i don't remember her name because we don't actually like see her like see that relationship very much it's just mm-hmm. that one episode but that whole episode pissed me off but so yeah he, he sucks in that episode i'm like you could not have waited another day to break up with her like all week <laughs> Whereas the tide of it all works really well with Victoria later. Oh, absolutely. Like, I think it was handled similarly with Victoria, but I think Victoria and Ted just worked better because there was more <laughs> leading up to it. There was, yeah. like, a decision there. <laughs> There's more leading up to it, and it's also just, like, the situation itself is more, like, sympathetic to an extent. Like, you mm-hmm. it's Ted is still shitty. Oh, yeah. But, like, long-distance relationships are really just, like, a nightmare to navigate. Especially at their age and their places and their lives. So it just, it felt more real. Dude, and it must have been so expensive getting calls from Germany every fucking day. Dude, that's what I was thinking. Good. She, she's like at culinary school there. Like, she's not making money. How is she sending him care packages like daily? <laughs> I know. Like, I know she like owned her own bakery, but girl, still, you're paying yeah, New this... York rent. Well, and this was like pre-smartphones, so it's like he had to buy minutes yeah. for these long-distance calls. That's God. Good thing he's an architect. Yeah, <laughs> in probably one of the best cities to be an architect in. I also think this show handles really well the whole being in wildly different places in your lives while mm-hmm. at that age of the like late twenties. Oh yeah, where like Ted is in his career, but not like famous or anything for it at this point, and. Robin is just kind of getting started in her career. Barney is fully making six figures. Like, mm-hmm. and then like Mar- Marshall is still in school. Marshall's still in school. <laughs> Lily's just a preschool teacher. It, it it's it feels very real in that aspect. Mm-hmm. Like that really is just how it is when you're like this age. Where I'm like, I have. A pretty normal job and make a normal amount of money. Mm-hmm. And then I have friends who are like married and buying houses. <laughs> yep. Yes. And I have friends who are still in school. <laughs> it is like, it's just Late genuinely. Late 20s is such a hellscape of an age. And that it's really goes a long place. way towards humanizing this show as a whole. <laughs> I am. Um... God, and I just I love how like being like the concept of being at different places in your life um, at the same point is handled within each of these different characters because like Marshall and Lily mature 
maturity wise um probably at t- everybody's level maybe like a little bit under yes um, but well, they're like that makes sense in the being at that level relationship wise and for as long as they've been together yes it's like i think in a weird way if you're with somebody starting that young and still with them you're gonna slightly stay the way you were at that age oh yeah and it's just like also because like there is no need to like this is gonna sound awful but i i promise it's not in this, like <laughs> what there's no need to like kind of continue to mature at a rate where you're like hoping someone will, like you are maturing with someone that you feel is going to be with you your entire life you can take yes. as much time as you need now yeah no exactly I, I understand what you mean. I don't think that comes across bad. Okay. I like I found the way to phrase it as I was saying it. <laughs> well, especially because so like, they are still facing obstacles that come with the ages, especially mm-hmm. at the end of the season with the art fellowship and stuff. And and they, they do find a way to handle everything that comes up to them very maturely. Um, yeah, I think a lot of their stuff shows also that something that you really start to learn when you are in your 20s and that is that like you can handle things maturely that need to be handled maturely Mm -hmm. while also being like fun and goofy and yeah having joy all the time yeah like I, i i think that's something i really love about marshall and lily is that like i don't think they're necessarily less mature than the others it's just that they only make themselves be really serious when they have to be and I don't think there's anything wrong with that mm-hmm. I I do think she didn't handle her apartment being converted into a Chinese restaurant <laughs> as seriously as she should have but also that's not a serious situation no not a serious situation also something I do believe would happen in New York City mm-hmm um, and the the culmination of that kind of whole plotline like... ending up her getting stabbed with a sword. <laughs> and I do like how immaturely Ted handles Lily moving into the apartment. I know. <laughs> so fucking funny. She's basically been living there for, for like, like two years. Yeah. But he's like, you want to take my swords off the wall? You're going to have to get through my swords. <laughs> It's so fucking funny. And then at the end, when they just go eat at the Chinese restaurant that used yeah. to be your apartment. <laughs> so good. <laughs> and the music is playing and she's it's... like, this is that mixtape I made you. <laughs> and then it's like, Marshall comes over the sp- It's so funny. <laughs> so funny. My also uh, favorite part of the group dynamic as a whole is, as well is like, I don't know if you noticed this, but like as soon as I saw it, I couldn't stop seeing it. Is every time like Barney walks into their apartment, he will just like say something and then walk to their table and then open up the laptop that is on that table and just start typing away. Yeah. What is he doing? <laughs> Working. That's Marsha's laptop, right? <laughs> Maybe he just has a laptop there like, because they either... live right above the bar. Exactly. Like either. Keeps a laptop here um, to product 
uh, placement for Apple, by the way. I caught that. (laughs) Hey, I saw that you kept pointing the logo directly at the camera. Um... (laughs) (laughs) Or he's just like, he's just continuing whatever Marshall was doing. I want to believe. It's his laptop because he's fucking Ted. And he's there as much as Lily. They just don't talk about it. I want to believe it's Marshall's laptop. And every time he comes into their apartment, he's opening it up and logging into Bimbo Land. <laughs> which I'm like, still blocked on, by the way. Marshall's like, Barney's coming over. I need to get an open word document sitting here. <laughs> <laughs> See, I hope to God, like, I, it's almost definitely not a plot point. But I hope to God that they've been, like, secretly communicating or like co-writing a book this whole time. <laughs> it's it's He's it's just... true in my heart. <laughs> <laughs> like they're it's writing letters to each other. Emails. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> He's emailing Marshall's mom. <laughs> He's getting like all the fucked up salad recipes. <laughs> It's just so funny. Like, I just genuinely, I, every single time, like, the, whose computer is that? Stop. <laughs> Who give a shit? Commun- communal laptop. Yeah. <laughs> like, they all have a separate profile on that. <laughs> it's a MacBook, too. It's not running shit if you've that, got more than one that, profile. That MacBook is their family computer. Yeah. <laughs> That shit was like you log in and it just it's the rainbow wheel until it'll open the, your email and then you cannot type anything. D- to be fair, this is 2005. That's a brand new MacBook, not an ancient MacBook. And it was also before Apple got really, really bad with the mm. planned obsolescence of it also. That is true. Probably okay. <laughs> I'm just bitter. Yeah. <laughs> Projecting. <laughs> Projecting that my computer that's almost 10 years old doesn't work the best. <laughs> Your MacBook, which is 10 years old, which is 10 years older than Apple wants you to have. Yeah. <laughs> um, it worked fine. And all I had to do was replace the battery once. And um, somehow the ribbon that connects the keyboard to anything got disconnected. And I needed to replace that as well. But it's fine. <laughs> Neither of those things is fine. Anyways, I think, yeah, I I think that this show just, like, I think it works really well because they do just feel like a fucked up little found family. Mm-hmm. Um, insane, again, insane dynamic to have um, with Robin specifically. Because um, she just met them. She just met them the she first met day. Them because Ted tried to fuck her a bunch. <laughs> Um, I thought it was such a great way to end, like, was it that first episode or was it the second where, like, he comes back late at night and they're dancing in her apartment and he's like, I love you. Uh, that's the first episode. That's yeah. the first episode. Okay. Um, first so, like, date. they just met, um, they went on a date. It was a really good date. Uh, it got, he chickened out. He came back, uh, to kiss her and then he, instead of that, uh, he tells her he loves her. And she's like, uh, get out. 
She's like, that's fucking weird, first of all. That's insane that we've had one date and I don't know you. Um, and I've got five dogs to really think about. So. That's the fucking craziest part is how is she I always forget living that she's in that manner. Five fucking, five, five fucking large dogs in a New York apartment. Yeah, like a one bedroom and like it's tiny. It is small. We see that. It, it doesn't need to be bigger. No, it's just... She's actually saving on the apartment because she has the five dogs because then she does not have to pay for heat in the winter. The dogs actually pay rent. They do, yeah. They have jobs. Yeah, dog jobs. Those, those dogs are people walkers. <laughs> They're living in the Sims 2 world. There's a carpool that comes and picks them up. <laughs> it's... Uh, God... Every time they bring up her dogs again, I lose my shit. My, fa- <laughs> my favorite Robin five, scene is five of them. <laughs> is um the episode where like Barney's like paying her to like say like they embarrassing things. Yeah. yeah, and she like she really like says something she thinks is she's gonna get fired for. Um, and then her boss. <laughs> brings her into his office and he's like hey have a seat and she's like I'm so sorry he's like whatever my dog keeps going like this <laughs> and then doesn't say anything else and she's like what and he's like you have dogs right <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean also, the glimpses we get into Robin's work life in general <laughs> obsessed with whatever the fuck she's got going on with her like co-anchor he's something he he wants to be pegged so bad and she's not taking that opportunity like girl (laughs) come on that that top opportunity if you will she needs to get on that (laughs) he's not that cute but like no to fuck yeah who cares You've told Ted a million times you're not looking for anything serious, so fuck that man. Yeah, fuck that old man. <laughs> to shreds. He's literally begging you for he, it every, every night after your broadcast finishes at 3 a.m. He a. comes to work fucking sopping wet for you, okay? And you're not fucking that old man on camera? <laughs> That's a you problem. I mean, probably good that she's not doing it on camera. Probably... Maybe would get her fired. Maybe not. If if her no. boss's dog is acting crazy that day. Yeah. He's got other things to worry gonna, about. She's good to go. <laughs> I also love that she's she gets to the point where she is allowed to be co-anchor, but it's like the like one to three AM <laughs> slot on this mm. station. <laughs> I loved that joke where Ted was like well, if I'm not at home, then you're only going to have one viewer. And she's like, generous of you to think that you're not our only viewer. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it. It's so fucking funny. Oh, my God. Her entire... I also love the joke once Marshall is working in Barney's office where he's like, no, what is your job, though? And Barney never answers. No. <laughs> Barney's work life is also insane, but I know that's like the whole point. Barney and his nemesis. (laughs) His nemesis, some guy across the street. That God and Marshall helping him with that, and they have that box full of rats. And Barney's like assistant or whatever is like, 
you guys are gonna put holes in that right and they're like of course and then she leaves and they're like i'm so glad she said that i was not thinking i was yeah (laughs) that would have been really fucked up (laughs) as if sending somebody a box of rats rats isn't already fucked up up already (laughs) came in that dude's sandwich (laughs) came in that dude's sandwich No, actually, no. He did some. He did that to the guy's coffee. The dude came in Barney's sandwich, and Barney made Marshall take a bite before he no, showed him. No, no, no. He came in that dude's sandwich, and then the dude came in his latte, and he made Marshall drink the oh, latte. Okay, okay, yeah. And he, then he told Marshall that mm-hmm. was fucked up. <laughs> yeah, that was fucked up. <laughs> Get come latte, idiot. <laughs> now, now you're in on this, right? It should not have worked that easily. <laughs> you just don't understand the bond of brothers. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Mar- Marshall was so easy to manipulate. Like he was that's begging a, for it. That's how they got people into World War II. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. The, the Germans came in your coffee. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Spunk spike. <laughs> oh my god. Ashton Kutcher, you just got spunked. <laughs> um holy <laughs> shit. My peak of fucking comedy that I can offer. That's how I met your mother. (laughs) Yeah, some (laughs) some middle manager came in a cup of coffee for Barney, and he made Marshall drink it. (laughs) And that's really important to this story I'm telling you guys right now. You have to understand. I need you to know that Barney and Marshall drink coffee. Party of I, I would not, a profoundly would not, gay moment. Would not have met your mother if that <laughs> exactly like that's all that also is like every B plot of this show is insane anyways, but made mm. more insane by it's like, why is that part of this story here? Why are you telling them? your kids this? <laughs> why are you telling your kids like the episode where he gets like shit faced? <clears throat> and like ends up like hooking up with this girl that he met at the bar that like he never sees again and he's like and we also never found out why I had a pineapple it's like why are you telling what, what importance does this have why Dude, you- I, I, I need to know where he got that pineapple and you'll never know I need to know where to get a full pineapple when shit faced mm-hmm. <laughs> important <laughs> knowledge to have but it's also New York. They probably just went to a bodega or something. Oh, it, yeah. Someone was definitely just selling a full pineapple on the street. Yeah. Um, like, he, there was probably one of those, like, ice cream carts where they, like, chop it up. <laughs> and he just took the full pineapple that that man was going to make ice cream with. Evil. Yeah, well, it's Ted, so. <laughs> I also love, like, the minor character of the bartender. The the bartender and Ranjit. Um, yeah. <laughs> shining lights. <laughs> <laughs> I love Ranjit. He's so funny. When he comes back driving the limo for the their... Mo- yeah. 
seven parties night. And he's like, like, he's like, I'm moving up in the world. (laughs) Or they're like, can you get us to party five in like five minutes? He's like, I can get you there in three. And then it hard cuts to them not having moved in traffic. He's like, I don't think I'm going to get you. (laughs) I love that is one of my favorite episodes. Mm-hmm. It's so fucking funny. It's it's a sweet I, I like, Lily. Well, and I like any of the episodes that are largely all of them together. Yeah. Because it's like, it's important for a sitcom to be able to do what this does most of the time and break people off into mm-hmm. smaller groups. But it's important that you can have them all together and the dynamics are still there. And I think this show does do a really good job of that. Oh, yeah. I'm very... And I, I do like every time... Because this is, again, conceptually, we are trying to see who Ted ends up with. So anytime they bring in a new character for any of these other... Like, this single character. So anybody that's not Marshall and Lily. Um, yeah. <laughs> to, like, get in a serious relationship with or, like, have a serious, like, long-term dynamic with. Um. I like to see how the group reacts to it um, because yeah, it's they a good made it test. exactly like they made it a lot more believable that they immediately accepted Robin into the fold by when they introduced um, Victoria. Like Lily was immediately like, "Well, she means a lot to Ted. Yeah. We're gonna, I'm gonna do my <laughs> my very fucking best to make her feel accepted." And Marshall's just interrogating her. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. It, it works so well. And it's also just, again, like, very accurate. Because it's like, has not really happened in my experience. But it's like, if I was getting serious with somebody, they wouldn't have to meet my friends. Like, that approval is very important. Mm. Like it's just it's I I do I really appreciate it because it it makes them feel like whole characters. None of it seems out of the ordinary for any of them. Um, yeah. I guess there are probably people that are arguing like why Barty didn't try to fuck her, but it's like we have seen time and time again that Barty can respect relationships. Like he is not he's never well, trying even, to make moves on Lily. With, even with the people that he tries to fuck, he still respects boundaries yes. when they're clearly set. So like Exactly. It's like there there's a whole misunderstanding of Barty from like the dude bros that watch How I Met Your Mother. There um, is because again, there are Barney cringe moments, but like largely mm-hmm. I don't really have much issue with Barney. Like mm-hmm. he has his cringe moments, but like Don't we all? Don't we all? <laughs> we have all known a Barney in our life. Mm-hmm. And the misunderstanding also, like, he's not bagging half these girls. No. And when he is, it kind of is earned because of an over-the-fucking-top bit. Yeah. When that girl comes out of the bathroom and he's like, call an ambulance! I was crying. So fucking funny. Like, I would. If somebody, if that happened to me, I would. If you committed so hard, if you to commit bit, that hard to a bit, you hired, deserve you deserve a little bit of pussy. He, he hired, hired EMS <laughs> like, to be EMS. He paid the bartender to call the ambul to pretend to actually call an ambulance. He hired actors to be like, yeah, he deserves it a little bit. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then at the end, like I believe he also tells her. Or, like, makes it pretty apparent that he's just doing it because it's his friend's birthday and his friend wanted him to see 
him do this to see this bit happen (laughs) exactly it's so funny that that would quite possibly be the linchpin for the sticking point for me it's like oh you don't even care at the end of it he's like you're not doing work he's like it worked drinks on every like around on me like he buys drinks for the whole bar from sitting through that like barney is not nearly as big of a shithead as you expect him to be i think like the worst thing he does is like the lemon rule or whatever yeah i mean i think that's kind of shitty but it's also like it got used on him so (laughs) it gets used on him and it is also like there it's kind of a like there is a little bit to both ends of the argument because it's like there is a I have definitely been his exactly thought his process exact is thought process is wrong but it's also like I have definitely been on a date where five mm-hmm. minutes into the date I knew this yeah. is a bad fucking date I don't want to be here I don't know if I ever told you about um but it's just <laughs> more that like the <laughs> way of getting with... out of that shouldn't be pretending to have a medical yeah. emergency but my date with um the dude sophomore year of <laughs> college where I found out he was like really into ultimate frisbee and like no you did not tell me about this his like whole line of conversation was like he's like because it was around (laughs) dating our dating ourselves here right now but it was around the 2016 election um of course so first of all he was really into ultimate frisbee did not know that what I agreed to the date um (laughs) and then his whole date conversation was like he's like you know People on both sides are wrong. I oh. went to a bar where they were co- charging a cover. $5 if you voted for Hillary. $10 if you voted for Trump. And that's not fair. And I was like, ah! Yikes. Okay. Yeah, no, that's... I don't like that. No! I was like, geez. And then he was like, did you want to come to my dorm and see my Nintendo 64? And play Mario Kart with my me and my roommate. I'm like, no, I don't. I absolutely yes. do not. <laughs> I was I was on board at the ultimate frisbee. I was like, that's fine, that's fun. Mm-hmm. I could get on board with that. But that yeah. <laughs> Yikes. It's just ultimate frisbee tends to lead to these kinds of fucking viewpoints. Yeah. I had one the sport the of worst a century. I had in college was this guy who was like Trying pulling a head, like trying to get mm-hmm. way too serious. First date, like he's talking to me, he's like, I think I'm gonna get an emotional support animal. Do you like dogs or cats? And I was like, Um, I'm like, well, well, he I'm won't... Allergic he's gonna let you steal it. <laughs> I'm like, Well, I'm allergic to cats, and he's like, Okay, then I'll get a dog. I'm like, Don't base that decision off of me. I literally met you 10 minutes ago, <laughs> like, it was too much god i think it's where like i can relate to ted to an extent because i am definitely something of a hopeless romantic but it's Mm. like if somebody said i love you to me after one date i would i would not handle it as well as robin did i would kill myself in front of him (laughs) change the trajectory of his life (laughs) but it's just like it, what the, the real message of How I Met Your Mother is that dating is all about balance, and mm-hmm. if you are a Marshall or a Lily, 
you're set for life and if you're anyone else you've got to work for it oh absolutely (laughs) (laughs) and i do like that the show very seriously critiques ted and barney regularly yeah it is it's very it's it's i appreciate that they're friends no but i appreciate that their friends are not afraid to humble them when it's needed Mm -hmm. because it is um because you are both sad sacks and And they are opposite ends of the sad sack spectrum but they are both sad and that's why they need all their other friends to really call them on it and that's why they need to have their little adventures sometimes because they do both need to learn from each other a little bit mm-hmm. too. <laughs> but it's it, they they <laughs> genuinely genuinely they should have maybe ended up together. <laughs> I I don't I wouldn't go that far, but it's like if they were adamant on Ted ending up with somebody from the group, it should have been Barney. Mm-hmm. But again, I. I will be behind Barney and Robin yeah. forever in front of them with the shield, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Stay behind me. <laughs> I, will protect, I, I will defend Barney Robin to the end of my days. And that was good rewatching this first season for the first time, literally since I was maybe like 12. Mm-hmm. And feeling just from like the one episode of Barney and Robin that it's like oh no their chemistry is very real I was it was, correct in that yeah no it it's was palpable very, like, <laughs> especially at the cigar club mm-hmm. that moment kind of linchpinned everything it was like oh okay yeah absolutely no, they, it makes sense their dynamic just works so well for me because it's like they know when to go to each other and when to ground each other mm-hmm. it's it, it it was like the second they aired that episode it was like okay yeah ted and robin not possible ever sorry no just because c- she works so much better with your weird <laughs> like your if weird they w- chameleon salesman friend ex- like if they were gonna end the show with Ted going back to somebody from the first season, it should have been Victoria. Victoria. Yes. Um, because Ted and Victoria is... I liked them a lot. They were so cute. We are coming very close to the end of our episode, yeah. but I do... We. I want, if nothing else, ended this on Ted and Victoria because Ted, Fantastic. if I were you, I would not have fumbled that I so sim- bad. I simply would not have tried to fuck Robin when I had a cupcake baker girlfriend. Yeah. Who is fucking fun? Like, just she manic pixie dream girl his ass and Robin's. Yeah. Like, and I, it's like, I get why Ted fell so hard for Victoria more than mm-hmm. I did. I don't understand how he thought Robin was the one because, again, they just, they just don't work. They work as friends. Oh, absolutely. The times of season one when Ted and Robin are just allowing themselves to be friends. Great. I but that, but, I, but that whole wedding episode, it's like, yeah, Ted and Victoria should have been endgame. It's working. <laughs> it it was it was everything to me. I I simply would not have fucked that up. Very easy. Like, literally, how are you going to fumble the bag with the girl who you had the whole moment where she's like, get as close as possible to kissing, but we can't do it. Like, yeah. 
simply the most romantic thing that could possibly happen to anyone ever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You fucked that <laughs> and up. You, and you fucked it up. Because and because and again, I a long distance absolutely horrendously mm-hmm. difficult. Like I fully I don't have any issue with the breakup. I have an issue with the reason they broke up. He should yeah. not have been trying to fuck Robin that night. Um no. But I get the breakup, but it's like she's not gonna be in Germany forever. No, it was like what, two years? If that. They they gave like a, a they time should have period. like like have a mature conversation yeah and be like let's take a break and see how we feel when you get back yes exactly because I again I'm definitely I'm definitely in the camp of a lot of Ted's friends of like long distance is just not ideal I have been there so slightly jaded in that aspect but it's. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. It's just not for everyone. It's a lot to handle. But they should have just been mature and gone with their initial instinct of it's a lot to handle and been like, let's not be together while you're over there. Mm-hmm. And then touch base again. Because again, like, I, don't, I think that's, and again, I think it makes sense. For their... It does not last that long. <laughs> when she's already like a professional baker, like it mm-hmm. is a special like thing. Like, it is not going to be that long. <laughs> and it's, and again, it's just, I think it makes sense for it to be handled immaturely because I do think, the point again, that I will it. give it, yeah. yeah, I will give it to the show that it's like, again, these characters are supposed to be roughly the same age that we are right now. Mm-hmm. And I definitely make stupid, immature decisions sometimes. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it's realistic in that sense, but it still made it very cringe to see happen. Yeah, exactly. Because it's like, yeah, maybe... Um, like, part of becoming an adult is realizing that adults fucking... also don't have anything figured out. But... If they didn't have the most fucking, like, heart-wrenchingly beautiful meetings I've ever seen in a sitcom. That, too. Like... I would have I taken the Ted-Victoria breakup a lot better if they hadn't had one of the most romantic things I've ever seen in my life is mm-hmm. their meet cute. Yeah, like, sorry. Um, and also, just, like, again, I know it's, like, the 2000s of it all is probably playing, a, like, a huge factor in this, too, but it's, like... Oh, I'm sure. I know why Ted is so hung up on Robin, because he's had this idealized version of his, like, perfect girl, and she was the first person that met a lot of those standards for him. Also... But, like, she also is just, like, maybe... She can be your soulmate in a very platonic sense. Exactly. You can, the, the, like, multiple sides to it because it's exactly, you can absolutely just have platonic soulmates. Mm-hmm. And also, just like, you have tried it multiple times at this point. Yes. You, it doesn't work. It just doesn't you have work. Evidence. You guys are not compatible. And I also, We'll give it to Ted. I understand the being hung up just in the sense that Robin, very hot. Mm-hmm. But, like, get over it. <laughs> Move on. Go fuck Barney again. Yeah. I genuinely think Victoria would be less angry. <laughs> Probably. I would, because I know it's like zero competition. <laughs> I don't, it, the, something about Ted. He's just a little bisexual. It's the it's the brown coat. They don't yeah, they don't lean into that. Like 
if Marshall hadn't immediately met Lily in college, Ted and Marshall would be engaged right now. Oh, absolutely. I believe that in my heart of hearts. They would be fucking on the kitchen floor. Yeah. And they've <laughs> definitely pissed in front of each other. Yeah. Just for fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bored. It's something to do. <laughs> Barney's on the laptop. We can't play video games. <laughs> Let's go piss, I guess. <laughs> Barney's fucking spending all our Neo points. So the, the real takeaway from season one of How I Might Your Mother is how to balance a show where the entire main cast is bisexual. After <laughs> outwardly saying that that is the case. <laughs> oh my god, it is it's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> because don't think we forgot that homoerotic moment Barney and Marshall shared that's seared into my memory. <laughs> 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 so fucked up. <laughs> Do it just like the everything about Lily as well is just so clear. I mean, Lily outwardly comes on to Robin like four times. Yeah. So. <laughs> that's not even that's Lily is the least questionable of the main cast that's not even a stretch like all these others that's why we have not mentioned it is because Because it goes without saying (laughs) Lily is just by far the most I also just oh my god before we like fully stop (laughs) I I love Lily and Ted's relationship because it would have been so easy to like not give them one (laughs) yeah no, but instead they are really, really good friends. Yeah, they're like, they're like the point of like friends where like you're not like, like you definitely have friends that are closer, but it's like a sibling dynamic where it's like, yeah, that's my older brother. I don't need to be like, I don't need to fucking know where he is constantly. Well, and it helps that for both of them, their only friend who's closer is Marshall. Marshall, yeah, exactly. <laughs> don't tell Barney, but. Um... <laughs> Barney will cry and throw up. He'll shit his pants. <laughs> because, like, I'm, like, thinking specifically of the point where um, she's sneaking off to go to the fellowship application meeting, and she gets a flat, and Ted goes out of his way to, like, postpone a date so he can go fix her flat tire. And it was just so sweet. <laughs> It's so so sweet. It was it was so well, I sweet. Like that, like I like that all of them have those individual friendships. Mm-hmm. We don't see it like we don't see as much of it in this first season, but even like Barney and Lily are like really good friends. Oh yeah, I believe it. I like, feel like their humor would yeah. really work very yeah. well. Like every single member of this group, they are friends as a group, but they are also just friends and that's mm-hmm. i really like that which is like again like I not something have a friend group on this level and it's i can speak from experience a little bit thankfully and it's just like <laughs> you don't get to be this close as a group if you are not all individually mm-hmm. friends to some extent like you don't all have to be like super super close but like you have to be able to talk one-on-one oh yeah and I I think that is probably, like, the biggest thing I will give to this show is that the dynamics feel very natural. Which, as someone who has seen all of Friends, it apparently very hard to do. 
<laughs> Literally, because they could not have one-on-one moments without fucking. No. <laughs> I can't remember a time, especially in the later seasons, where like they were able to comfortably have a one-on-one conversation with anybody and Phoebe. Yeah, that's I mean that's partly on Phoebe. Mm-hmm. But it's like, why are you hanging out with her if you all find her so strange and off-putting? I Except simply Joey. Would... Joey, Joey and Phoebe have a blast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but friends just got too muddy. So boppery. Like, yeah. What if we introduce a love triangle here and some drama here? Like they, Somebody's gotta fuck Joey. It got too fucked up. Somebody's gotta be fucking Joey. We can't have Joey not be fucking somebody. To be fair, most fuckable of the friends. Mm. One of them. <laughs> the real problem is Ross, realistically. Yeah. <laughs> As someone but... who definitely would have fallen for Chandler, I, <laughs> I have yeah, a differing opinion. but <laughs> I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I'm just talking about pure, actual, like <laughs> physical attraction. I think the most fuckable end. probably would have been Monica, but her personality is like so so big of a barrier to overcome i was definitely my tastes were definitely with the intended audience because the most fuckable to me are rachel and joey (laughs) but the personality for rachel would have been oh yeah (laughs) monica i could not fuck because monica's personality is far too similar to my own (laughs) (laughs) I I just think at that point in time, Courtney Cox was uh, absolutely gorgeous. I think the easiest one for me to have uh, been able to fuck would have been Phoebe. Hands down. That's fair. (laughs) I genuinely feel like I would not have had to try. I think Phoebe would have (laughs) I would have been her Barney. It would have been a sad little wreck and she would have fallen for it immediately. (laughs) I think that's my dynamic with Phoebe. <laughs> Anyways, we gotta. Wrap yeah, up. that's how I'm talking your mother. about your mother anymore. <laughs> <But> <laughs> it took us longer than most episodes to get totally derailed. And you know, I will say how I met to loop it back together. How I met your mother is definitely solidly and even like timeline wise works. It is the successor to Friends. Oh, for it's sure. It's very much the direct successor. But I do genuinely think it's better. Yeah. I had I, a better I, time. I really like How I Met Your Mother. It's mm-hmm. it's not a perfect show by any means, but it is it held up a lot better than I thought it would. It, it was genuinely effortless to get through mm-hmm. this. Yes. Um so <laughs> um I don't mind watching How I Met Your Mother. I can recommend it. Um again. It's it's not terrible. Um, I've heard very like significantly worse jokes from sitcoms of this time period prior. Um, so that's fine. It is just slightly incredibly cringe at some certain Barney moments. And some certain I I think I honestly spent more time pissed off at Ted than I did at Barney. Yeah. To be entirely honest. Oh, I wasn't pissed at Barney for a lot of it. I was just like, yeah, oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, like maybe you shouldn't. But again, I do at least have to give it to them that it's like it the Barney of it all peaks at being cringe. He's yes. never like 
I wouldn't ever say he's like a bad person or anything. No, he's no, just no. cringe. Um, Barney's embarrassing. He's embarrassing, and that's fine. Everybody has to have an embarrassing friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it might as well be Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I would recommend, especially if you are like me, if you just like sitcoms, this is one of the easiest. Like, I think it balances the humor and the serious better than most. Mm-hmm. It wasn't uh, afraid to not be funny when it needed to not be funny. Yeah. Um, that being said, you can follow us uh, on Tumblr. <laughs> Yippee! <laughs> We're back home, everybody. Back where, back where we fucking belong. Um, um Twitter because, is actively imploding more and more daily. Yeah. So we are just uh, eyes over there for the time being. www.dumbbitchbinging.tumblr.com I know how the Tumblr URLs work by heart because I've been a Tumblrinus. <laughs> yeah, they're fucking easy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also gotta say, as I was reworking it, didn't have to do a ton to rework it, but as I was reworking it and posting there again it's like god posting there is just easier because i know how to post there mm-hmm. <laughs> no i love to make posts on tumblr.com so we're back at tumblr um, um my blog can... will not be linked so have I'm fun my... i'll link mine i don't give a shit <laughs> <laughs> you can't know how cringe i am in real life <laughs> I think Which is my least personable, <laughs> personal uh, social media presence is my Tumblr, and that is the one I'm the most embarrassed about. <laughs> that's that's on you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they can't know I have interests. <laughs> <laughs> they won't based on my Tumblr. <laughs> I haven't reblogged a fandom post in six years. Um, but we're back there. We'll be posting there from now on um i don't know what's gonna happen with twitter we'll kind of see i know elon musk is not the ceo anymore so some shit might get turned around but i'm not banking on it Mm-mm. um the the account is gonna be up until twitter decides Twitter's not gonna be up so if you want you can follow us there um we might post every time an episode goes live there we will hopefully <laughs> definitely be posting it uh to tumblr we will be posting to Tumblr where you don't have to pay to see posts. Yeah. <laughs> um, Yet. You can join us next week. We're going to be talking about Jumanji. Welcome to the jungle. The jungle. Um, very the jungle. That one. Um, <laughs> all of that being said, thank you for listening. This has been Dumb Bitch Binging.